It's time! Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio! Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world! The Big Play! to the Big Play Reflog Show on Big Play Network. I'm your host, Nick Padone. Packed show coming at you guys today. Big Play Dave is producing. Gab Cruz in what studio. Up? And as always, Mr. Chris McNeil. What's going on, everybody? Checking in from Columbus here. Nick, we had a big weekend in Columbus, didn't we? It was a huge weekend. I mean, we had the Arnold Classic. We had the crew opener. The crew with the nice win, Chris. I know we don't usually squeeze in much soccer talk, but that was a fun game. It was fun to be there with Tipico, fun to play some bets. So we're going to get into all that. By the way, how about those jerseys they gave us? How about that? Those Those were fire. You know how many compliments I got on that when I was just walking around the the concourse, you know, interacting with fans, doing some interviews? I don't know, Nick. How many? A lot. (laughs) People, people are big into those new Columbus Crew jerseys. So we're going to talk. Coming up to you going, Pedone is my favorite player on this squad, I'll tell you. <laughs> Pedone. Pedone's great. I'm like, I'm like man, that, that Pedone guy, I bought his jersey, and I don't know. I, I don't think he's going to be here past this year. So <laughs> No, it was, a, it was a lot of fun down in there in Columbus, and we'll have a lot of great content coming out with Typico Sportsbook very soon from all of my endeavors down in the state capitol. We're going to start the show off today with our featured interview with John Breach presented by Labatt. We're going to talk some NFL. It's been a minute. We've done a lot of NBA stuff. We've even done some baseball stuff. So we're going to get back to our bread and butter, talk some football. Then we're going to hit some power rank Monday. We'll get you guys into some big play bets brought to you by Tipico, the exclusive sports book of the Big Play Network. And after that, we're going to catch you up with all the Cleveland headlines and Cleveland headlines brought to you by Shaq News. So let's get things going. It's our featured interview of the week. It is John Breach. All righty. Joining us now on the Bat Blue Line today, we have NFL writer for CBS Sports. Mr. John Breach joins us on Big Play. John, what is going on? Thanks for joining the show. What's up, guys? First, let me say that if I had known that Labatt was sponsoring this, I would have demanded a six-pack of Labatt just to show up. So you got to let me know these things beforehand. We're we're making that happen. Send us your address after the show. That's what I want to (laughs) hear. John, I want to start, uh, kick things off, talk a little bit of combine, talk a little bit of draft. You know, obviously just wrapped up a pretty huge week and weekend down there in Indy. Which prospects, in your opinion, had the most impressive combines? 
Well, let me start off by saying that, you know, we have a regular group of draft writers here at CBS Sports. They were at the Combine. So for me, I, I focus a lot on free agency until after free agency awesome. and then move into the draft. Um, and also it was my wife's birthday this past weekend. So I did not watch <laughs> as much of the Combine as I would have liked. She does not like it when I'm sitting there watching people getting weighed uh, half naked and getting their hands measured uh, <laughs> instead of celebrating her birthday with her. So it gets really ugly. Uh, but I did see, you know, watch everything the quarterbacks did. I felt like that was kind of the key part. And obviously what Anthony Richardson did uh, was shoot his stock up by showing that he's just an unbelievable athlete. I mean, I think we all kind of knew that, but it feels like Florida was never really great while he was there. And so it felt like this was kind of his coming out party for people who really didn't pay attention to the Florida Gators. Uh, but, you know, can he throw the ball? I think that's still the biggest question with him. There is no question about his athleticism right now. Uh, Bryce Young, hand size, weight, height, everything. Uh, that That's going to be interesting. Uh, and, and then, you know, obviously I love watching the 40-yard dash and, and seeing somebody get close to John Ross's record. Uh, as a Bengals fan, that's the only thing John Ross ever did good in his <laughs> career, and he didn't even do well playing for the Bengals. So that – uh, DJ Turner, I think, ran a four two six. So yeah, that quarterbacks and forties. That's 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 my weekend. I love it. So we've heard a lot, you know, kind of getting getting you in your sweet spot here with NFL free agency. Man, here in Cleveland, we've got the rumors ablaze, you know, the defensive tackle market, the wide receiver market. But an interesting name is Jesse Bates. What are you hearing, if anything, about what the Browns could do this free agency? Because we're getting a lot of inklings up here locally that Andrew Barry could be pretty aggressive in these next few weeks. Yeah, I mean, Andrew Barry is going to have to break out the checkbook if he wants Jesse Bates. Obviously, the Bengals had uh, two years to try and figure out a long-term deal. They couldn't get that done. Bates made $12.9 million, $12 million on the franchise tag last year, and he's going to want something that pays him more than that. He wants to be one of the top five paid safeties in the NFL. So if the Browns are willing to spend $14 or $15 million on a safety, then yes, Jesse Bates makes sense, but I'm not sure that that makes much financial sense for them. I mean, I, I do feel like Jesse Bates is probably the best safety on the market, but at that price, is he worth it? And so I would hesitate I a little if I'm a Browns fan, uh, if I'm hoping to get Jesse Bates. Agreed. Who are All some right. of the other players who the Browns should be targeting in free agency when <laughs> it starts next week? Well, I mean, you guys mentioned defensive tackles i think that is where you start you need someone i think you know, jim schwartz loves to run a four three you have miles garrett and then who else is going to be there so uh you know you go after a big dog like javon hargrave if i'm going to spend a ton of money i think i would rather have someone like hargrave than someone like jesse bates i think that hargrave could come in and make a bigger difference a bigger impact in his first year uh, the wide receiver market is insane this year. If you don't need a number one wide receiver, the Browns certainly don't. So you just need kind of that role guy, whether it's somebody like Jacoby Myers, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Michael Thomas, if you want to take a big risk on a guy who might come at a low cost just because he's been injured so frequently uh, and maybe is willing to sign a one-year prove-it deal. But I do think that the Browns can get uh, – some good bang for their buck at wide receiver. Who do, who do you think we should take out of those wide receivers? We should have power ranked that Michael Thomas or Juju. <laughs> oh God. 
I, I mean, you, Michael Thomas is such a high risk. If he's willing to sign a one-year prove-it deal, I don't hate that. Yeah. But I kind of like Jacoby Myers. Just He's a slot guy. He kind of fits that one knee that the Browns uh, could really stand to use. And he's just a guy who knows his role. He came from New England, Patriot way. They don't screw off. They don't mess around. There's no controversy. Just show up and do your job. And I feel like someone like uh, Jacoby would fit in well with the Cleveland system. John, you wrote an article today about the Titans and looking at trades for Derrick Henry. Is there any way the Browns look to trade Chubb while his value is still high? What do you think about that? Oh, boy. Man. I would be. Yeah. What's the. What do you got? Do you guys not want Chubb anymore? I would be shocked <laughs> if the Browns. We want to win. Chubb. <laughs> <laughs> you can't win with Nick Chubb? We or should be able to. We should, we be, should able be able to. to. Uh, you know, maybe tr- trade Deshaun Watson and keep Nick Chubb. No. I, I would say that. <laughs> You know, sure. if you're going to trade Nick Chubb, now you don't want to do it because Derrick Henry might be on the market. And if I'm a team, that's probably the guy I'm going to go after. Um, so I'm probably going to hold on to Nick Chubb. He's just been such a huge part of the offense. I know you guys are probably thinking, man, we've had him for so long and we haven't done anything. So why don't we go out there, get a few draft picks, we'll get rid of his uh, salary cap hit, and maybe we'll be better off and we'll go sign a running back for $2 million a year and go from there. So, I mean – if the Browns did it, it wouldn't be a bad decision, but I don't think it's something they should do. No, John, what we're really doing is we're pandering to Brown's Twitter by even asking the question. <laughs> because every couple of days you'll see Nick Chubb start to trend in Brown's Twitter, and my heart just sinks. It goes, oh, okay, what's going on? And then you find out it's just people speculating on trades. It's yep. like when you see Bob Barker trending, and you're like, did he die? Yeah, and right. so you see Nick Chubb, and you're like, did they trade him? What's going on? What's, what's the speculation right now? <laughs> There's a lot of reports up here too, John, that the Browns want to change their offense to fit more of Deshaun Watson and less of Nick Chubb. We were just had that conversation about free agent wide receivers, and obviously it's a little bit of an underwhelming class. Do you think there's a chance that the Browns could maybe take a swing at a trade? We've heard some names, you know, maybe DeAndre Hopkins, Brandon Cooks, to kind of maybe get someone just a, a small tier above a guy like Juju or Michael Thomas to pair with Deshaun so the Browns could really open this thing up up for him in his second year in Cleveland? Yeah, adding someone like DeAndre Hopkins, I think, would be interesting because he's kind of that bona fide number one receiver. Uh, But then you're just adding bigger personalities to your sideline. Do you really want that if you're the Browns and having more drama? I mean, what if Deshaun Watson, and this is not to say he will, but what if he struggles as much out of the gate next season as he did in these six games to end 2022, and you have – DeAndre Hopkins yelling at him on the sideline. You know, we we saw what happened when the wheels fell off the wagon in Arizona. Nobody was happy. DeAndre Hopkins wasn't happy. Cliff Kingsbury's in Thailand. Kyler Murray looked like he hated DeAndre Hopkins by the end of the year. Uh, And so I think that just adds a level of drama that maybe the Browns don't need right away, at least not this season. I would get your feet firmly planted on the ground first and, and get Deshaun Watson back on track before I do anything crazy like that. John, do you think that Kevin Stefanski will take a trip to Thailand anytime soon? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, what? You guys fired your, your your only coach who won a playoff game, and so <laughs> who knows what's going to happen now. I do feel like Kevin Stefanski's got to be on the hot seat going into the season. Yeah. Uh, if you don't get to the playoffs, you got to think about making a move if you're Jimmy Haslam. And, yeah, I mean, Thailand – He's no Cliff Kingsbury, but, you know, Kevin Stefanski's not an ugly guy. I think he would have fun in Thailand. <laughs> How about Wait, any of your coach attractive power rankings? You have Cliff above Stefanski? I, well, it depends on what your taste is. <laughs> uh, Gab? 
Did you guys rank Coach I would, Attractiveness? I would never where, slander Kevin like that. Track. I would never slander Stefanski like that. Wait, where's where's Stefanski and where's Cliff Kingsbury on your, your well, coaches? We like to think ranking. that we have the You're gonna most, have to ask Nick and Gavin. Yeah, I, I don't know. We like to think that we have all the most attractive coaches in all sports. I mean Terry Francona just won the most attractive <laughs> most manager attractive in baseball. Manager. Number one easy. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. yeah. So we we like to just boast all of our guys. <laughs> How, how about sense. back onto the field, bringing this back on track a little bit? Uh, sure. How Chris. about those coaching hires that uh, he made in the offseason? What do you think about bringing in Jim Schwartz on defense and then Raven Trone just announced this past week? What do you think about those two guys? I love the Jim Schwartz hire. Look, Jim Schwartz has been successful pretty much wherever he's gone. It, you know, obviously, more than a decade ago, he was coaching the Lions, but. He got the Lions to the playoffs. Anybody who gets the Detroit Lions to the playoffs should have a statue built for them in Detroit because that is borderline impossible. He didn't last there long, but, you know, nobody has long-term success in Detroit, so that wasn't too surprising. Obviously, he won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. Uh, even when he was with the Titans, which was kind of the root of his uh, defensive coordinated experience where he really got started in Tennessee uh, in the early 2000s, and, and those defenses were always good under him. I think they went to an NFC or an AFC title game uh, while Schwartz was there. I, I think they were the number one seed one time in 2008 uh, while Schwartz was there. So the defenses were really good, and he does a good job of kind of bringing in personnel that really fit his scheme, which is good because the Browns have free agents in spots where Jim Schwartz can kind of go out and handpick guys that fit his system. So I think Jim Schwartz can have a huge year uh, and really turn around that defense. As for uh, old Bubba Ventrone, you know, it's crazy that the Browns special teams was so bad last year. I think that they were the worst. They gave up the most punt return yards or the worst average. You know, Cade York couldn't make a field goal over the second half of the season. And I think special teams is a lot about discipline. So you have, hey, look, guys, you're covering the kickoff. Stay in your lane. Hey, look, the punt returner, just go tackle him. It's not that hard. Or, hey, look, don't let the Jets recover an onside kick. I think that had to be the low moment for the Browns all season. <laughs> they there have no three time onside out. kicks, guys. Three onside kicks recovered <laughs> in the whole entire the NFL, the entire 2022 season. And one of them was that one in the Jets-Browns game. So I, I think if you're Ventrone, uh, those are just get dis make sure the guys do their discipline and do what they're supposed to do on special teams. And then getting Cade York figured out, I think, will be a little bit tougher. You got to figure out, was it a mental thing? Uh, I know a couple of his kicks were blocked. So was it blocking up front or his kicks low? So those are things you're going to have to figure out and watch film and do. But, you know, if Cade York struggles again in 2023, that's when you say, all right, maybe it wasn't the special teams coach fault. Maybe it was Cade York's fault. And maybe we got to look for another kicker. Speaking of kickers, your dad was a famous kicker, Jim Breach, down there with the Cincinnati Bengals, almost a Cleveland Brown at one point, by the way. And he was also almost an MVP of the Super Bowl. Tell us about that for the younger folks out there who are listening who may not know about your dad like I do from watching him back in the day. Well, it's crazy that he was almost a Cleveland Brown, and then uh, I would have lived in Cleveland my entire childhood, and maybe I would be co-hosting your guys' show with you because I would be – a Brown super fan. Uh, but unfortunately, that didn't happen. He ended up with the Bengals, played 14 seasons in the NFL, played two Super Bowls, and the Super Bowl you're referring to is Super Bowl 23. Uh, look, you know, the Browns have their sad AFC championship games. For the Bengals, it's just they find a, a horrible, torturous way to lose every Super Bowl they play in. 
Uh, and this one was Joe Montana to John Taylor with 10 seconds left, touchdown pass, or 34 seconds left, touchdown pass. 49ers went 20 to 16. Uh, but before that, the Bengals were winning 16 to 13. And my dad had scored 10 of the 16 points the for points. the Bengals. Ooh. So you're talking about no, the Bengals offense didn't do anything. Their only touchdown was on a kickoff return for a touchdown. Uh, and up to that point, he had been the first kicker uh, in Super Bowl history to make multiple field goals of 40 or more yards in a Super Bowl. So the first 22 years of Super Bowl, that never happened. Uh, so, yeah, he was kind of the, the the leader in the clubhouse until Joe Montana led that 92-yard touchdown drive. Does he ever talk about what the division was like back in those days? Because I, that I just think back to those days just so fondly. Of course, we have Bernie Kosar on our airwaves. And uh, it, it was just such a great battle between him, between Boomer. You had the Oilers at that time uh, in the division. I, I And, of course, the Steelers. I, did he ever talk about what it was like competing back then? Oh, all the time. I mean, that's kind of what I grew up on was stories of the 1980s. I mean, it was really the Browns and the Bengals. That was the one decade yeah. – where the Steelers were the laughing stock of the division. Uh, you know, they were great in the 70s, kind of came back in the 90s, got to the Super Bowl in 95, but the 80s, they were not good at all. Then you had Jerry Glanville with the Oilers, who was a total nut. Uh, Sam Weish, yeah, Warren Moon. You had the run-and-shoot offense in Houston. Uh, you had the Browns going to multiple AFC championship games, winning the division in 1989. I cannot believe it has been that long since you guys won the division. You haven't won one since my dad retired, so maybe it's his fault. Oof. Maybe he was your good luck charm. Thanks for that stab. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was a parting shot if I've ever heard one. You invite a guy from Cincinnati on. He's going to throw subtle jabs. It just happens. You know, John, we'll give you a pass because we see that Miami helmet in the background there. That, that's actually – I just got that for Christmas. I needed – Somebody just decided I needed one. I didn't actually go there. Somebody just oh, it on. looks like a diploma. No, I'm kidding. I, I Come on. I love it. You matter. <laughs> John, thanks so much. <laughs> Tell everybody where they could go find all your awesome stuff over at CBS. Yep. Uh, just go to CBSSports.com. Click on an NFL story. I'm sure I, I, I write about 15% of them. I also have a newsletter. I write CBSSports.com's NFL newsletter. So just Google it and sign up. Even if you don't even read it, just just put your email address in. And uh, uh, I think my bosses will love me when the, when the numbers go way up. Awesome. Thank Noted. you so much. <laughs> yeah, we'll <laughs> definitely put that out there. Thanks a bunch, John. Yep, Fantastic. thanks for having me, guys. All right. Good stuff there with John Breach, man. A lot of NFL offseason. Things are really starting to heat up for us and for yeah, our Browns. That guy was great. Yeah. What do you think, Dave? This, what? This, we got to send him a little bat next time. I, I, know, I can't right? believe we didn't do that. This receiver market. Uh, all right. I'm going to get his address. I will get his address. Yes. And we will make good on our promise that we will send him something from LeBat. That's right. Let's text Doug. <laughs> I'm, on. I'm sure he'll like that late evening text from the big play squad <laughs> right <laughs> hey dog we need to mail our guests how much does it cost to ship a six-pack <laughs> inquiring inquiring minds would like to know all right what do you guys say we hit it with power rank monday because we have some kevin love to talk again oh boy All righty, this Power Rank Monday is also brought to you by Labatt. The Cavs play against Kevin Love's Miami Heat 
twice this week, guys. So we're going to go around the room and we are going to power rank former Cleveland athletes who look very weird in their new uniform. K-Love went back to that 42 in Miami and it definitely looks strange. We'll be seeing them twice. Gab, I'll start with you. What's a Cleveland athlete that has since departed? And when they, you know, when those pictures came out on Twitter, you were like, wait, what the hell? I, I think it was a little bit of a shock to see Lindor, or not a shock, but just it was weird to see Lindor in the Mets jersey. I also think even when Kipnis, um, you know, moved on forgot about yeah. to yeah. Chicago, yeah. it was just kind of weird because especially Kipnis, like he played so long in Cleveland, so... Um, yeah, those are two that come to mind for me. Yeah. And it, it was super weird too, because New York tried like, how about another baseball one? Michael Brantley. And they oh, steal yeah. our nicknames too. Yeah. Like they stole Dr. That's Smooth. A good one. They stole Mr. Smile. That's where I draw the line is where they start stealing the nicknames. You're right. And yeah. he was so beloved too. Yeah. And then to see him in Houston. Yeah. There, there's been so, so many that weird was ones. Tough. Dave, if you had to say your weirdest one. Yeah. Going along with that, with Dr. Smooth, because like he was beloved in oh, Cleveland. Absolutely. No one wanted to see him go. Verizhao in a Golden State. Oh, good one. Remember that yeah. famous oh, picture remember, of him yeah. holding that? He, oh. With the ring. And he's wearing number like, 18. Get 18. out of I'm here, like, man. Andy, Andy. That one Stop is Stop giving our secrets away and then i remember we beat him yep. three to one we came back no big deal and then we're like hey andy we'll give you a ring if you want he declined yeah classy That's right move classy move classy move. retire to cav chris love boy. andy but yeah <laughs> love andy absolutely chris going, do you have a weird one going old head as a Cavs fan going with mark price after he left the Cavs, he went to the bullets the warriors then the magic and i remember all three of those i'd have to like search the league for him when i was playing like nba live back in the day yeah and then put him back onto the calves i remember doing that but just seeing him in a different jersey was really weird especially since you know you grow up with these guys um, at that age and you're not used to free agency and there yep. wasn't as they didn't move around quite as much back then as they do now but especially then it was like that was sacrilege you know, and even seeing Bernie, obviously Bernie Dallas, Bernie with Miami, that didn't seem right to me. Go to Albert Bell. Albert Bell with several teams. The White Sox hurt me the most, probably seeing him in those stupid White Sox. But Chris, right. didn't you just kind of expect Albert Bell to like be on a bunch of teams? Coat. Whoever was going to pay him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You kind of expected it. And then Tommy, Tommy had a litany of teams as well. And it was tough to see him move on from the Indians and then back to the Indians at one point. But, uh, you know, those guys that have been around for a while and you kind of grow up with, those are the ones, tough ones to see in different, different colors. Mine is Josh Cribbs on the Jets for the same reasoning. Oh, I don't remember that. Cribbs was my favorite Browns player, you know, from when I started, you know, watching football. No secret. I'm a little bit younger on the show. Cribbs was always my favorite. He was the only bright spot. The only chance to score most years was Josh Cribbs. So, uh, you know, he played most of his career with Cleveland, but then right after he was 30 years old and he was on the Jets and it was weird. It was so weird seeing him in those colors. And I think he went to Indianapolis too, where he wrapped the end of his career. But I remember just like, you know, seeing one of my favorite childhood players on a team that wasn't the Browns. He was always and, mine too. And it was the Jets. I was like, ah, it just didn't seem right. And that was like the, my first taste of seeing kind of like that switch up. And obviously LeBron on the like Heat it. is a big one, but I owned a LeBron Heat jersey. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. All right. That's all the time we have. Chris, do you remember Eric Metcalf in oh, Arizona, Carolina, Washington jerseys? I don't even remember that. Maybe I just blacked it out from my memory. No, and then another one was Webster Slaughter from back in the day. Yep. I think he stayed in the division. Like Wait, to where? Other teams. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it, and it was just at the tail end of careers. Yeah, I think he played for not only the Oilers, but a couple other teams. How quickly did you get that Miami jersey? Now I need to know. Yeah, right? Right away? So, yeah, Were you right an away. instant? Wow. Right Meanwhile, I was, I was like ripping LeBron out of my photos. So, like, like right was, after the announcement? Right after. Like that night? That night. Wow. I'm a LeBron fan. That's I, interesting because you're in the minority. I mean, we all like ended up accepting, but I'm saying yours was instantaneous, yeah. which is Chris, these kids, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm a LeBron fan through and through. So he, he scorns us national television, and you're just like, yay. Like, I mean, no, but I'm immediately like, goes LeBron. to his computer to buy it online. Wow. Well, I, I what didn't was your reaction? I'm just my, curious my, now. I mean, I you kind of hurt. I internally knew I, I knew going in that there was a very good chance that that could happen. I obviously didn't want it to happen, but then when it happened, I like I, I was just different now than I am now. I different then than I am now because I was just instantly at peace with it. I was like, you know, they have a big <laughs> wow. three. Like we're gonna start our new thing. He was more evolved than the rest of us. But actually. then I will say I I'm gonna did, get a Nick Padone wait, shirt wait, that says "We're gonna start different. our new thing." What yeah. was that new thing that we started right then? What do you mean? You said they, they've got the big three. And then I was like, right. But that's when I took my setback is when I watched that new thing and that Cavs team that had that historic <laughs> losing streak. And I had a little setback where I definitely didn't wear that heat jersey for a good stretch of months. But then it came back once the Cavs had Kyrie and Dion and things started looking on the upswing. And uh, yeah, then when LeBron came back, I was I was over the moon. Fun story about well, that's that. That's good. The day that LeBron <laughs> came back, I got my temps, my my temporary driver's license. I was oh, fifteen God, and a half or whatever. And then uh, my mom like wouldn't let me drive because then he announced he was coming home, and I was like, we gotta go to the team shop. I gotta get a new Cavs LeBron jersey. And she like wouldn't let me drive downtown because it was gonna be too chaotic. So she drove me. Thank that's you, awesome. mom. And yeah, I'm just I love LeBron. <laughs> All right, let's hit some big play bets. <laughs> yeah, did we miss any? I don't think so. Baker was super weird. Baker was but weird, but now he's already had, last year alone. Yeah. Baker had two new ones, so it was right. like it was doubly weird. And he could yeah. have a third one this year. They say the Niners are really, really into Baker, and so are the Bucks. All right, I'm so on a rough betting streak. So Webster Slaughter went two years with the Oilers, a year with the Chiefs, a year with the Jets, wow. and a year with the Chargers. There that could have stumped me in some two truths and a lie, Gab, yeah, because I had no, I knew about, you know, Oilers and just my Browns history, um, but I didn't know he went to other places, too. That's that's pretty wild. There you go. All right, let's do some bets. Yeah, I'm struggling. Help me out, Nick. Alrighty, March is here, and you know that is basketball time. So get ready to bet all season long with the show crew, Cavs, college basketball, Guardians, and more. You can bet anywhere, but at Tipico, you're going to get the best odds on your favorite Cleveland sports teams and players. Come bet a big play boost with us. Download that Tipico sports app with promo code BIGPLAY. When you deposit 50, we'll give you $200 in free bet credits. It's an Ooh. awesome deal, and it's a fun app. You must be 21 years or older to gamble in Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Not to brag, boys and girls, but last All week's right. results are in, and all yours truly went four and zero in our bet segment. Wow. Gab finishing runner up at two and one, as you did not pick the OVC tournament. Probably smart. Uh, Chris, you went two and two. Ricky, our guest picker last week, went two and two. And Dave, 
You rooted for the crew to draw, man. This is what you get. One and two. Let, let we'll me just some help let me just say that one and two. Those are the documented ones. I'm like one and nine. <laughs> I'm not doing so well. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like four and oh yeah. What I and said I, on the show. I, and I thought good. my luck had changed. I was telling you about this bet. I did a bet. Darius Garland over on threes. Uh, Mobley Easy. over on rebounds. Easy. Donovan Mitchell over on assists. All of them at halftime had hit except for Donovan Mitchell was at four. I needed a half an assist. Just a oh, half. Man. Oh, man. One more Finger assist. sprain. Just a little. Oh. He's out of the game. Oh, unbelievable. Oh, that's brutal, and that's man. what I mean when I'm not You know what? This needs heater. to be a partially emotional support yes. episode. Yes. And, yeah, please help me. And it's working for me because Thank it's you. you sharing your loss helps me feel less bad about my losses. Yes. See, it was see, a good bet. It was a good bet, and it Until just didn't it wasn't. break our way. <laughs> Until it just wasn't. So this week, we're all getting back on track, and yes. we're all getting back into the green. Yeah, screw you, Nick. The- He's just, like, so lucky or something. I don't get it. He's just... Yeah. Yeah. Whereas you have Dave, who's a cautionary tale. <laughs> <laughs> 1-800-GAMBLER is that number. All right. So let's kick things off Wednesday and Friday. Both of these games are in Miami. And guys, if you know me, you know I hate this. I truly think there is something, despite what Ricky was telling us last week about this Cavs team, about going down south and that Miami flu. I've had it a couple times myself. How do you think the Cavs fare in these in these outings, Chris? I oh, What are we this year? We're one and one versus the Heat this year. Uh, you know, it's been so up and down since the all-star break for us, mostly down, obviously against the the Pistons, we got it going and kind of rolled, but, uh, I don't know. They got it. They got to put something together. I would expect us probably to split these two if I were yeah. a betting man here and I am, um, you know, if we come out two and oh, that would be just that that's a game changer. Um, if we go, oh, and two, that one's a setback. Uh, but I think one and one's probably in that window that I'd feel comfortable about putting my money. Chris, Owen oh two's a setback? I would say so. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly not a spring <laughs> forward. Get the breaking but... news out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, especially right yeah, now. But it's I... not like a huge, it's not like a killer setback. Right, I don't know, right. Chris. The Knicks are so you think hot. So? The, no. I, I know the Knicks are, are breathing down our neck. The Knicks are scaring me, man. Ball. The Knicks are good. Emmanuel quickly scored like almost 40 last night. Hey, listen, when we get to the end of the season, we're barely going to remember an 0-2 stretch. Correct. You know, yeah, true. At the, at the beginning of March. I mean, it's big for us right now, and we'll talk about it being big, but in the grand sp- scheme of things, we're going to get by. But that's where I think you really need to go 1-1 one one, uh, if, you, if you're going to be rolling. 2-0 and oh would be unbelievable. That would be fantastic, and that sets us on a different course. I don't think you can go 0-2, though. All right, Chris has a set of split. Gab, what say you? Obviously, Wednesday. Well, hold and up, Friday. Chris. Chris, are are they winning Wednesday or losing Wednesday? Did you say sorry? Oh, that's oh, going day no, by no, day. Yeah, I well, if we're betting, you gotta <laughs> pick the game. <laughs> All right, fair. All right, enough. so I say we win on Wednesday. We're both we're away at both of these, right? Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's a Wednesday, these Friday schedules. at Miami. These NBA schedules, man, they are just made by some. You know what? I, I think it was Rafa who did this because he's from Miami and he's like, ah, I just want to hang out for the week. South <laughs> Beach all week. I, I say we win on Wednesday, we lose on Friday. That's what I'm going to go with. How about all right. That? All right. Hmm, wow. Chris has the most logical outlook right that is, now. That is pretty that's, logical. That, that's right after we beat that. the Celtics, of course. Yeah. All right. So Miami's lost six of the last eight. And. And love has started all, you know, those six. 
That's yeah, right. <laughs> he, he set them back a little. How do you like that, Pat Riley? He was starting. Dude, he stinks. Yeah. I'm going 2-0, oh, baby. All right, yeah, Let's go, Cavs. Yeah, All right, Let's two Cavs money Cavs. line. I like that. I like Somebody that. had to do it. Might as well be you. Well D- done. Yeah, that's right. Oh. Dave? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard, especially because picking games out far before you see what they do, like tonight in Boston, that's tricky. I'll give you a spot to th- uh, a chance to think about it. I think they go one and one. My reasoning is complete opposites of Chris. I think they win tonight against Boston. Tatum's out. Horford's out. It's in Cleveland. Right. They get a dub tonight. But then that oh, that first trip in Miami could be tough. But then you bounce back and get them on the back. See, that's what I was kind of thinking. Th- yeah. These last few months with the Cavs have been such a roller coaster. I'm going 1-1 split, lose Wednesday, win Friday. Are we going money line on that? Is it, yeah. Are these all money line? Yeah, we might as well since we don't know the spreads. At right, the you want to be like last week, and I'm like, hey, give I'm me nine yeah. and a half points. TB, okay. TBD on the spread. Follow all of our individual Twitters, of course, as these picks do vary. I'm with you, Nick. I'm going to go Heat and the points, and I'm okay. going to go Cavs money line. Love it. Love yeah. it. All right. One, one split. Let's get into the Mac tournament starts Thursday, goes through Saturday. We're going to go around the room. Who will win the Mac tournament? Akron has won it last year. Toledo is red hot and won 15 straight games. Kent just beat Akron on Friday in Kent, Ohio. We know this is a huge event for the city. It all goes down at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Yes. We got the bracket pulled up uh, in our notes. Who do you guys think walks away victorious with the MAC title? I'll go first. The Kent State Golden Flashes. I knew it. You I'm, would. I, I'm staking my flag in the ground, and my reasoning isn't just the fact that I went there, but Kent's defense is sweltering. I think the national audience, so to speak, kind of got to take a little bit of a peek at that um, in that game against Akron. They're one of the nation leaders in steals in all of co- college basketball, and I think that's what it takes to win a tournament-type setting. So I think the defense of Coach Sendy, I'm betting on all Kent right. State to win the MAC. Chris, what how do you what do you bids? think about how this? How many bids is huh. the Mac going to get for the big tournament? One, <laughs> probably yeah, one. They always do, right? Yeah, they yeah. The winner is auto. So win the tournament in order to get in. So Kent State, in order to be in the tournament, they've got to win. The they got to win, and they got a tough road, kind of, because they would have to run through Toledo in a potential championship game. Well, and well, not Nick, nearly, hold not on, nearly as tough of a road as Toledo does. Correct. First round matchup against Miami of Ohio. Watch out. I am taking the points in Miami in that one for (laughs) sure. That's why Dave sucks at that. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, March 9th is going to be a fun day. Damn it. At the big play offices. Yes, yes, it is. I have Toledo making a run. They're going to start by beating my Miami Red Hawks. Oh, no. Right through the tournament. I'm taking chalk in the MAC tournament. Oh, no. I think Akron's going to rebound from their Kent State loss. All right. And I think that Akron's going to go on a run. They're going to beat Buffalo. They're going to beat Kent. And then they're going to beat Toledo. Akron is good. They are good. Uh, yeah. That, Enrique Freeman is insane. I can't believe like a bigger program hasn't gone after like a guard like that that could score, could move, could yeah. handle. And then their bigs are physical. Yeah. I don't know if I take Akron money line against Toledo, but... A future right now to win. Akron in the points. Uh, a future right now. A future bet for Akron to win the That's title right pay. now. Would, yeah, that'd be a nice yeah. payout. Mm-hmm. All right, Gab, do you have a winner to win the MAC tournament? I don't know. Akron back-to-back seems a little unlikely. Um, 
It is the, the Mac too. Like anything right. can happen. I'm Miami. looking at the bracket too. Um, I don't know. Usually, I like to go with these types of things with my fandom, but I don't have any. I hope it's an Ohio <laughs> team. Like I would be so bummed. No, like no, no offense if we have any alum listening. Um, like if Northern Illinois for whatever reason won this thing, I'd be bummed. Right. If Buffalo won, I'd be bummed. Like I want to see an Ohio school in there. Ball State. Ball State. Our buddy Zach. Our buddy Zach. Zach. Yeah, I would at least have a little <laughs> bit of a rooting interest there, but still, I'd be bummed. I actually have a buddy that I graduated with that played football at Ball State, but you know, I'd be bummed. I haven't seen a ton of college basketball yet to like really go deep on an educated. Yeah, uh, but, good thing but is no matter so what, basketball, none of us have. So this is Gab's gonna win. It's like this is like betting with my grandma. Like right. Gab is going to win this. I know, and everyone's gonna get mad when Gab's four zero next week. This All is right, this Gab, is actually it. this type of bet is suited for me the best yeah. because yes. because I'm not as in touch with it. I'm a little more emotionally detached. So then I go on a whim, and then I have more of a chance to be lucky because when I'm emotionally in invested and I do my homework and then I'm on the edge and I'm like, does that make sense? Yes, let's go for this. That's when I'm the most disappointed. So I actually do agree that I probably have the best chances of, <laughs> of making the right decision. Yeah, could I influence you and no, name, no, no, no. Could no. I name you some mascots? Do you want to pick based off <laughs> you know of what? a mascot? That's a great idea. I was going to pick, all right, I was going to pick Kent because that's where I ran my mile PR. That's the only tie I like have to Kent okay. State. She okay. goes, I'm not going to go emotional, but I did run the mile. So <laughs> that's my only only like slight emotional pull to to Kent. Um, but other than that, you want to hear some mascots? Let's do the mascots. All right, mascots. Toledo, we got the Rockets. Right. Miami, we got the Red Hawks. Honestly, Rockets is very solid. Continue. Rockets cool. Also, the Bay Village Rocket. We oh, copy and pasted yeah, that. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Ohio, we got the Bobcats. OU. Mm -hmm. Ball State is the Cardinals. It's pretty basic. Mm. Kent State Golden Flashes. I do think Golden Flashes. I is will dumb. say I do dumb. Yeah. I kind of like Golden Flashes. It's different. It's not just a copy clip art animal. You know, I never knew what a Golden Flash was though. It's I a, still don't. It's an eagle. It's a type oh, of eagle. All right, that makes it a lot cooler. Even hmm. that's kind of like John Carroll was the Blue Streaks, and you kind of don't know. I think my favorite one, Northern Illinois. They they got a pretty the Huskies. That's pretty cool. Oh, so, that's who doesn't right. love a Husky? Yeah, right. And then Buffalo. I think they're super basic. Aren't they just the Bills? They can't the be Bulls. the Bills. I think they are, man. Are they the Bulls? They're, they can't, you can't be the Buffalo Bills. They're the Bulls. That'd be okay. like a college here being like the, the Cleveland Browns. Browns. Yeah, the Cleveland State Browns. <laughs> no, they're the Bulls. They're the Buffalo Bulls, which I think is dumb. And then the Akron Zips. We're getting deep oh, man, into the, the analysis. Oh, man, the Zips is super dumb too, huh? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Zip is dumb. because I don't. Is I don't, it a kangaroo? Zip. Their mascot is a kangaroo. Zippy is the best mascot in the Mac. And I went to Kent and I fully wow, believe that Zippy, hot take. Zippy is fire. Zippy is the only mascot that's a female. A female, yep. Oh, wow. In all of college sports. You know what? And uh, Gab called it dumb. March 8th is coming up. I take everything back that I said. <laughs> uh, International Women's Day. Month, I think, too. International Women's Day is coming up. In a couple of days. The day right before the tournament. So it looks like I'm going to have to go with Zippy. Oh! And Akron. I'm sorry for your downfall. That's who I picked. Winning. <laughs> Dang it. No, it's okay. You're due. Maybe next year. I am so due. I am so due. All right, we're manifesting Akron. it. Put it in there. Type National in Women's there. Day on the 8th. Tournament starts the 9th at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. I got the flashes. Dave and Gab have the zips. And Chris is going with the old chalk pick of the Toledo chalk. Rockets. The Big Ten tournament also starts this week. It runs Wednesday through Sunday. 
Do you guys care at all? You think Ohio State could uh, could Dude, advance in this? Screw thing at them. All? They stink. Yeah, I might make a lot of money betting against Ohio State on Wednesday. If you had spent the year betting against Ohio State, I'd you're doing Bezos. very well. I wouldn't be here. I'd be on my <laughs> yacht somewhere. Oh, they stink. They're bad. They are so bad. And I'm one of those that every year I psych myself up for Ohio State basketball. And this year has just been, oh, a train wreck. I, the, the Holt man has got to be on the hot seat, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. No doubt about it. You cannot be where they're at. Of course, if they make a run now and they win 12 straight, we'd be like, you, know, yes. you win the tournament <laughs> and then you win the big tournament, then you're a 25 win team. So. There you go. They're five and fifteen in the Big Ten this year, guys. They're, they won two of their last three games. I don't really see much of anything happening for. Uh, Where is it? Is this the, at the United Center in Chicago? It's in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. It, okay. I think Purdue is probably the the chalk pick to win the MAC, and that's what I'm going to go with. I, I got Purdue, I guess. Give me Northwestern. Okay. I like the smart school. There you go. You know they're going to have a couple of kind of high octane type of high passion high motor guys real gritty we're gonna play probably illinois that's an in-state battle and then they'll probably have indiana after that so i kind of like the juice in those games i think that's going to propel them to win the big 10 i'm gonna go with a big 10 cinderella i'm gonna go with the golden gophers wow minnesota over nebraska to kick it off they don't have that Tough of a schedule. I mean, they've got to get. They got on the first day. No, you're picking no, a team no. that's playing on yes. the first. Day. Yes, mm-hmm. I like this. I'm this starting is cool. to understand yes. as to why Dave. No, I'm, <laughs> I, I think this is. I like where your head's at. That's yes. fun. That's a fun one. Dave, you realize that not only do they have to win five games in a row, they have to five win five games in a row in five days. That's easy. <laughs> yeah, with no breaks at all. We yes, but imagine, management. imagine the odds on this, Chris. Imagine the uh, odds. Gosh, yeah, yeah, it'll be a nice payoff if a team can go out in five consecutive days and win five ball games against increasingly better teams. That would be amazing. Right, yeah. Right. Minnesota's going to be in the finals and they're going to break their finger. <laughs> <laughs> right in the fourth quarter. Gab, do you have a Big Ten school that How you about like here? Put me down for Michigan State. Okay, Sparty. All right. Yeah. All right. That's a feel good story, too. Yeah. One, probably the best mascot in college. The. No. Sparty? Spartans. No? Sparty? He's no? cool. Sparty's be cool. Brutus. Come on. Sparty kind of poisonous nut. Sparty's like kind of ties to like my high school because he's like a knight. They're green. Nardonia's green. A lot of, lot of parallels. There you go. All right. What do you guys say we wrap this bad boy up and hit Cleveland headlines? Oh, my God. We have another we segment. We still have Cleveland headlines? And we yep. got a lot to get. <laughs> You know, I have a live read to do here, and I can't find it. There it is. I'm Ron Burgundy. (laughs) Yes, I am. (laughs) Cleveland Headlines is brought to you by ShackNews.com. Shack News, your go-to site for video games and more, with news, guides, reviews, and previews, like this week's featured article previewing the upcoming remake of Resident Evil 4. And remember, you can join in on all the discussions using the Shack News Cortex and subscribing to their Twitch channel. So if you're a gamer, Shack News is the site for you. Check them out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch at the handle at Shack News and at Shack News.com. 
Good stuff, Chris. We teased it a little bit. The Knicks are red hot. They've won nine straight, guys. And they're just one game back from the Cavs for that four seed. It seems like these two teams are on a one-way street to play each other in the opening round of the NBA playoffs. Are you guys as worried about the New York Knicks as I am? Because I really see them as kind of what the Cavs were last season before the injury set in. They're a younger team with a couple, you know, scrappy type guys. And I really am starting to get afraid of New York. Chris, are, are you worried or should I, could, could you talk me off the ledge here at all? No, come on. We're in early March right now. The guys are starting to come together a little bit. It's been inconsistent. It's been kind of tough. You know, we've had Donovan Mitchell kind of carrying too much of the load and then yeah. it started to balance out a little bit against Detroit and we kicked their butt but you know I think we're kind of playing with things seeing what's working and I, I think this team has enough talent that we're gonna still maintain that four seed at least and, and keep New York at bay there's always a chance someone on the Knicks could sprain their finger. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Only when Dave, <laughs> Dave put in a Knicks parlay tonight, man. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about the Knicks. You're not. Are you really? Dude, I they I, look good over the last couple of weeks, I'm, definitely. But I, I'm not worried about them in like a seven game series. But right. I would love to maintain that four seed so games one and two are in Cleveland. I, agree. I think that's critical. But in a seven game series, I like the Cavs' chances because the Cavs have a yeah. superstar in Donovan Mitchell. That's who the Knicks wanted, and they don't have him, and we do. And I think that would be the difference in seven games. But man, just for right now, yeah, they scare me a little bit. Also, the Cavs only have 16 games left. The Cavs and the Knicks play each That's other crazy. at the end of the month. I know. Where did the NBA season go? Um... Tom Thibodeau teams, I will say, they do start to run out of gas. And I think that's why he's found himself out of a lot of NBA jobs is late in seasons when, you know, you're starting to look so promising and you just fall off a cliff. I think Tibbs has done that to himself a couple times. Here's a fun note from Dollar Dog Nick, too, about <laughs> what? About Tom Thibodeau. Tibbs Sorry, is me and Gabber 12. <laughs> we always have been. Fibs has made the playoffs seven times and he's lost in the first round four times. It's impressive. impressive. Yeah. I, I like how average that is. Right there. Yeah. Yeah, we'll take that. We will take that for sure. Gab, do we want to do two truths and a lie of March Madness facts, or do we want to tease that for next week? I'm ready to ride. Let's with it rock if you it are. real we quick. Could do it next week, but if you're if you're ready now, we're ready. It's it's ready. It's it's March. We gotta hit Let's it. Let's do, it. do two like, truths. We're kicking and off lie. March, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed Nailed that it. video. All right, if you're new to the show, new to the segment, how this works, Gab reads us three statements. Two of them will be truths. As facts, one of them will be a lie and made up. It's up to us, me, Dave, and Chris to find out which ones are the facts, which ones are the lies. This is March Madness edition. Gab, the floor is yours. Oh boy, here All right, we go. Here we go. And I and I'm just going to give you a hit you two today. Okay. Austin Carr holds the record for most points scored in an NCAA tournament game. Danny Green Ooh. is the only current Cavalier player who won a national championship in college. North Carolina. Andre Miller holds the record for most assists in an NCAA tournament game. Ooh. Yeah, these are tough. Uh, is the Austin one Carr Because I, I know Austin, Austin Carr, Carr is career at Notre Dame is decorated and a lot, but Miller, I, I feel like that's true. Yeah, so I feel do like I. I've heard that one. stat before. 
the middle one, there's a lot of players on the rosters, maybe somebody we're not thinking of who may have won a chip. DG, no. Donovan, no. Wait, what Harris, was number no. two? With Dar- what was Danny Green's? What was that one? Only current Cavalier player who won a national championship in college. I think that's true. I'm running through the I'm ru- unless like Lopez is like an international, Ricky's an inter- international, Neto's international, Jetty's international. I just ran through the whole Jared roster. Allen Jared did Allen not won didn't a Texas win one. Austin whatever school mm-hmm. was. Okay. Karis didn't win one at Michigan. DG tore his knee against Kent in Vanderbilt. Yep. Mitchell only went to the Sweet 16 with the Cardinals. Mobley at USC never got one. He was nope. one and done. No, I think Danny Green is true. So okay. that, would leave true. Number that would leave one. AC as the lie. Ooh, no, no, I'm no. I'm content with that. Gab, is, Gab what, looks happy. I think we're wrong. What is the group? I, I know one and two is right. I think she's trying to. Oh, really? You think? Wait. Okay. Oh yeah. Is read Andre the last one one more time. The last one. Andre Miller holds the record for most assists in an NCAA tournament game. I mean, that's the one, Chris. I feel like could easily be a lie. I'm telling you, AC's got the record. All right. Really? <laughs> All right, I'm just going to keep my losing going. Say, I'm, I'm riding with Chris now. I changed my mind. Chris seems very yeah, confident. Don't go with me on anything right now. <laughs> All right, what do you, Gab? Is that All right, true? way to go with Chris. Uh, yeah. a- AC, that one is correct, and you, Andre Miller, one is incorrect. The Who record, uh, Mark Wade had 18. And Mark M- Wade. Oh, yeah, Miller yeah. did have 13 in a triple double performance in the tournament, though. I, do, I Mark remember Wade. that. Look at that. So he did Mark ball out Wade. Mark Wade. You know who Mark Wade is? No. Probably selling insurance somewhere. Yeah. Dean Wade's dad. <laughs> That's right. Dwayne Wade's dad. Dean Wade. All right. Are you kids ready for this last one? Yeah, yeah, let's we're hit ready. another two truths and a lie. I can't believe you guys didn't know the AC, though. No, I, I didn't know. I know he had a good career in Notre Dame <laughs> and stuff, but I didn't know that. All right. Yeah. Uh, one for one. No thanks to me. Way to throw the hammer down. All right. Kent State's 2002 team was the first 10 seed to ever make the Elite Eight. 2010, did you say? 2002. 2002 was that. Okay. Oh, the year on that. All right, Gab, continue. Cincinnati has won more national championships than Ohio State in basketball. That seems so wrong, but. The University probably. of Miami has been to a MAC record four sweet 16s in their program history. Oh, Miami. no. So who, we got who is that? Miami. Yeah, Miami University. Miami University of Ohio? Maybe we messed this up. No, that's okay. It can't be Do Miami. It can't be Ohio. This one or no? University of Miami. Okay, so Florida. You matter. That would be you matter. You matter university. You matter. I have no. I'm stumped. I'm At out. Miami, you do not matter. I think so. The the Kent one with the lead eight being 2002. They definitely went. To, everyone knows that they went on the run with Gates. But was that in 2002? So that was 20 years ago. Has it, has I it feel been? like it was before that. No, it definitely wasn't. Before. When did he retire? He retired like when he was like 40 as a tight end. Yeah, and that was not too long ago because he's Hall of Fame eligible this next season. All right, I think that's true then. That's true. We'll ride with that 2002. That scares me because right. I feel like it might have been 2004 or something. But we'll, yeah, we'll go with that being true. Gab's working on her poker poker face there. I'm just. And then right. Ohio State and Cincinnati. That's a crapshoot. I have no idea. Chris, any insight on that one? Um, 
Wouldn't well, you just Ohio State's just, championships would have been back in the day? That's the problem, right? Right. But don't back you just think time. overall, Ohio Cincinnati State had the Big O. Yep. Um, but I don't know that they have anything since then, really. So I, I think that's a lot. Yeah. See, this is some good conversation going on. A, a blast from the past. I have no idea. Um, when we don't know, we default to Chris. We default to Chris. the middle answer B. Oh, okay. Chris, what do you think? Sounds good to me, Dave. First two are true. Last one is a lie. Log oh, okay. In. First, first two true. Last one lie. What was the one that we said was a lie? That the University of Miami has a MAC record for Sweet Sixteen. Well, that's a lie because it's You're not MAC. So I'll go with that. I like that. Yes, one. that's a, that's. I don't it. think that's the University lie. of Miami has any <laughs> MAC championships. And the results are? I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. Okay, the, the falsy is that Kent State's 2002 team what? was the I first 10 seed to ever make the Elite Eight because they were the fifth 10 seed to ever make it that far. We got tripped up on a nuance. Oh, Nicole I thought it was from Kent. On this whole thing. Shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> They were the fifth ten seed to ever make it. Yeah, fifth. I would like I would like to say Dollar Dog. This is his substitute teaching. Dollar Dog. Gets <laughs> I should have so redid this one. I should have redid this one, but I was like coming from the airport today, and I I usually I didn't look these over. So um, I think we call it the Kent. Let's call it the Kent. <laughs> no one ever has to know that this happened. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching another episode of the Big Play Reflog Show. Huge thanks to Miss Breach for joining from CBS Sports. That was an awesome interview. If you guys missed it, go check that out because we talked a lot of Browns with him. As always, big thanks to Shaq News. Go check him out, shacknews.com. Huge thanks to Labatt. And go download that Tipico Sportsbook app. If you're in Ohio, bet with the show crew. I'm red hot. We're going to get everybody else up to space. Use promo code BIGPLAY when you deposit 50. You'll get 200 back in free bets. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, peace. It's time. Streaming live. Cleveland, Ohio, presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world, The Big Play, Reflux Show!